Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies. I know, I'm surprised as well. We're back. <laughs> it's the aspirational podcast for hopeless people, and how hopeless are we all feeling right now? I am your host, Donna Scott, and uh, also lacking in much hope at the moment is my husband, Neil K. Bond. Say hello, Neil. Hello. No, say hello, Neil. Hello, Neil. <laughs> He's not very good at following instructions. Oh my God, so we're in lockdown. It's like week nine of lockdown, isn't it? Yes, the house is a fucking mess. <laughs> we've gone crazy. What day is it? Today. All days are today. I, I just had a Zoom meeting with some comedy uh, colleagues and I, I organised it and I completely forgot it was on. <laughs> I was like, it's what day? It's Monday. I mean, it's bank holiday Monday as well. So I should have like had that sort of like fixed in my mind that, you know, it's a special day. It's a special day where, you know, special things happen. Normally, you know, bank holiday Monday is a lovely day off and you go into the beer garden. Oh, beer gardens. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mentioned beer gardens. <laughs> it's really early to mention beer gardens, isn't it? You're still allowed to go to County Durham. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, but only if you can't see. <laughs> and you own the blue bellwood you walk in. And you can go to the castle, but don't go into the castle. Then you're okay. You need to be able to look at the castle and say, this one or this one, because apparently he did that to test his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Some, can somebody send uh, Dominic Cummings to spec savers, please? Because I think he needs it. <laughs> Because somebody sent him to another high street branch of, of things that... What's more, what is more suitable for him to go to other than Specsavers? The crematorium? <laughs> I'd oh. put in a bob. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Going for the guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe the charity shop. God, that went dark. Because we're it? all, I think, considering... considering um, the excuses. I think a lot of the Tory MPs have been quite charitable towards him. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, his excuse is totally reasonable. <laughs> really, really isn't. Oh, well, that's got political very quickly. So, yeah, we're in week nine of lockdown. And, and uh, the last time I did this was a couple of weeks before lockdown started. Yeah, we, we'd been gigging. We were getting quite, quite, quite giggy. In yeah, our people were chasing us for gigs rather than the other way around. It was lovely, wasn't it? It was lovely. Lovely. Um, um, my last gig was March the fourteenth in the London. I went to London and I was a bit nervous about going to be to be honest because mm. I thought, oh, trains are a bit crowded, but um. I think then we had one more week at work and then my work sent everyone home and that was a week before lockdown started. Yeah, yeah, because you could work from home, couldn't you? Yeah, and I still can. That's good. Working from home is good. Yeah. And I got fired four hours before lockdown. Because some bosses suck. We've got no work for you, Bond, so we're going to have to let you go now. And that was it. <laughs> it's like it's like you've got like the the management of the company of the country in the microcosm, and your aspect of the fact that you know it's not working. 
Oh, right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I haven't done this podcast in all of that time because I... It's not that I was too sad to. I, I got really, really busy, ironically, because you've had no work and I've had all of the jobs. All the jobs. All so that. busy. So, so busy. And it all started off very positive, didn't it? You yeah. know, with Jimmy Carr's daily quiz that we'd stay up in the, every morning and do that. Yes. The night before. And it was quite fun, really, yeah, for the I, first three, four weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, and I said I was going to listen to everybody's podcast. I said everyone was going to be my, my, uh, my new office buddies. Love, yeah. Dev. Here's a whole lot of Love Dev podcast. Love, love. Crazy love little thing called Love Dev. Crazy little thing called Love Dev. Yeah, yeah brilliant I was going to listen to him every day. And ben Briggs. Freddie Farrell. Freddie Farrell. And Harriet Dyer. All of those is everybody's podcasts. But I find it really hard to concentrate. Especially when we're doing so many meetings in flipping Microsoft Teams. Um, you know, quizzes. Uh, if it's been one thing, it's been another, you know, trying to like jolly everybody along. So photographic competitions where we have to like pretend to be, for, you know, oil paintings. You know, that's not, I find it quite easy because I am an oil painting. <laughs> Drenched in turps. <laughs> With a melty, melty face. What? What? That, you sound like an art terrorist. <laughs> I have got a melty face at the moment. That's mainly because I've been eating so much blue cheese. Oh, it's good cheese though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we saw um, Liz Williams, uh, the novelist Liz Williams, uh, said, oh, psst, online. She was on Facebook. She went, psst, look over here. The Cornish Cheese Company is having to sell a lot of its cheese off really cheap. So we mm. bought a kilo of blue cheese for a bargain sixteen ninety nine plus P&P. And when it arrived, guess what? It was two kilos! So, yeah, me, this week we've been mainly, mainly eating cheese. blue cheese. <laughs> no, not, not your normal cheese, your blue cheese. Blue oh, we cheese. like a bit of blue. We like a bit of blue. <laughs> oh, we're like 70s comedians. <laughs> oh, a bit of blue. We're like 70s comedians out of work. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of comedy going on at the minute, is there? We're just sitting here in our ruffle shirts. <laughs> Velvet jackets. <laughs> and our blue. pipes. <laughs> We've got pipes on the go. Uh, Mainly because we're, we're really good 70s comedians. We were, no, not just the gas first we're, we're pipe smoking comedians in the 70s. I rarely mention our mother-in-law at all. Mm. Oh, just taking a sip there of um, my scrumpy. I've had to I'll get a load of scrumpy in. Yeah. We started off the lockdown where I went through all of the booze. <laughs> all boozes. Because I didn't want to go to the shop. So I got the cider you made for me with my face on the bottle that you didn't add sugar to. So it was absolutely fine just throwing a bit of sugar. Uh, slow gin. Uh, all the Christmas boozes. All of the Christmas boozes. The ones in the baubles. The ones in the baubles. <laughs> the King's <laughs> Ginger. We've drank that. Yeah. The Japanese stuff. We we haven't drunk. Um, person who used to be an ex neighbour of ours bought us um, um, some booze from Zakynthos in a bottle with a man with his penis out. And erect. Yeah. So we've got like a yeah. I think it's Uzo. 
You think it's you think it's Uzo? <laughs> Could be anything. For some reason, I don't want to drink it. <laughs> you know, we're just keeping it for the decoration. <laughs> to hang decorations off of. Very good. Hey, you said um because my on my from a, a publican family, my nan and granddad used to like have decoration booze, so we're quite used to that having decoration booze in our family. They were like just like the top of the TV, all the little miniatures lined up. We had those, but ours were all empty when my dad would sample them. To oh, make yeah, it. they were empty. <laughs> of course they're empty. I mean, these days, you only see miniatures in the gutter for some reason. <laughs> where we live. Who, who is buying miniatures and then and then not thinking, look at my cute little bottle, I'm going to keep that. Just throw it in the gutter. Along with my nitrous oxide balloon cream dispensing silver thing. Canister, yeah. Yeah, oh, good grief. Leave people going around the streets, having a laugh, throwing glitter. You think it's really funny to throw litter, do you? I do now, because it's nitrous oxide. Ha 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 So, yeah, I've, it's not that I've been too, uh, too depressed to do the podcast. I've just been really busy. Plus, I didn't want to detract from all those lovely people I've just mentioned who have been, you know, more or less relying on comedy for their income and trying yeah. to sort of, like, get either get their foot in the door of online stuff more or really push what they were already doing. People doing it for a living. They've got no gigs to play. Them, them people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As a semi, it was like semi-living. What I, what I call it is I have what we call a, um, a portfolio career. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone used to say to me, oh, don't you think you should focus a bit more? No, look at me now with my with my actual income. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> and your pet husband. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, you're not the only one I've been taking for walks. <laughs> it's true. I've been taking my husband on really long walks <laughs> with biscuits. <laughs> and a lead. <laughs> and we've been taking a dog, haven't we? We have. Our friend Wayne, unfortunately, uh, fell over and broke his ankle. Get well soon, Wayne. And, uh, yeah, we've been taking his dog Harvey out for walks every every day. Yeah. For that. He's like social distance dog walking. Basically, he's got a porch. So to, he, what we can do is, like, uh, open the door to the porch and then open the door to the house. The dog comes bounding down. We grab his harness. We put it on him. And then that's it. No human contact. Indeed. Not necessary at all. The, the dog just basically just wants to go for a walk. And then he'll bark at us if we're not quick enough about it. Yes. Get my harness on. <laughs> Where are my biscuits already? <laughs> <laughs> i got to see the birds. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't like... We like to go and see the birds. He yeah. likes to go and eat the birds. Yeah, the dead ones. He found a blackbird today dead. Yeah. And he, he basically swallowed it, didn't he? He did. It, it wasn't nice. Managed it. A couple of days ago, I got a dead pigeon off him. I mean, he's not killing them, in fairness. He's finding them. But it's, um, uh, no. It's not nice, is it? Oh, no. So he wouldn't eat the mole. Found a mole. We found a mole. Yeah. It's my first mole I've ever coat. seen in my life. Cute, isn't he? Cute and dead. <laughs> Cute and dead. Like our social lives. <laughs> Our social life is booming. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to, thanks to Zoom. Zoom. Zooming. <laughs> Zooming around. Zoom. Na, 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 na. Hi, noon. I'm already drunk on bank holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, I was saying, like, I've not been wanting to, so, like, do the podcast and detract from my lovely friends who are, who are um, doing things online. But I have managed to do quite a lot of stuff anyway, even though I've not really been actively out there doing it or pursuing it. So we started lockdown. As I said, my last gig was with the Baron's Companion. So it was the extraordinary time-travelling adventures of, of Baron Munchausen. And that was in the London. Mm-hmm. And I got qu- quite a few gigs in the calendar booked after that. Um, but on the, on the 30th of March, we were supposed to be going to Leicester for the Leicester Comedy Festival Awards. That's right. And we ended up having to do it all online and we dressed up and Nige, he knew, he knew that we'd, we'd, we'd won. He didn't tell us. Yay! So we all found out online in a watch party. That was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, so we won Best Children's Show at Leicester Comedy Festival Awards. Yay! We're good. Are you all right there? You seem to be a bit fidgety. Yes, my, my testicles are huge. I'm not used to sitting on the floor. It's... <laughs> so it wasn't very comfortable. I'm not used to wearing shorts. It's, it's first <laughs> off-putting. Thank you for pointing that out to the listeners. I don't point them out to the listeners. <laughs> I just said you're a bit fidgety. <laughs> That's what I'm fidgeting. All we can hear is your slippers scraping on the rug. <laughs> you say slippers. Oh, God. <laughs> Foot warmers, yes. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> oh, my life. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, best best children's show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, um, yeah, so like the first couple of Saturdays as well, I, I found myself doing a bit of online stuff with people, including I had a chat with Patrick Monaghan and President Abonjo on their um, President Abonjo fixes the world or fixes the lockdown program. Is that another podcast? No, no, but the thing they were doing on on the on the uh, on the Zoom like as, ah. a, as a Zoom audience thing, and then they were releasing the highlights. <laughs> of said thing, a little clippy video saying, come to my Where show. would you be able to find that? Uh, I don't think they're doing it anymore. Fair enough. They're doing... Wait, it's President Bonjo. He's doing so many things. He's a very busy, very talented guy, isn't he? Yeah. And what else have you... You did What's in the Box? Yeah, that was good. Um, I'd like to do that again. I think I can do that again. Yeah. I'd give that a crack, to be fair. I'd love to do that. It's fun. a great show. Um, it said all it said all sorts of people on it, um, you know, uh, from Nick Page and uh, Gail Porter. And, yeah, you was on with Cowards, wasn't you? I was on with Tony Cowards and Mark Grimshaw. And Mark Grimshaw, yeah, mm. it's good. Yeah, good bit of exposure for you, wasn't it? Uh, and I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was in the box? 
The Cricket Bowl. Oh dear. No, that was that was good. That was good. That was actually very interesting. I enjoyed that. Um, Chris Frizzle's been doing a lot of live shows as well um, um, from his room because he's a musical comedian. He's been writing stuff specially for it, like like fresh songs. And you know, at least at this time, if you, if you you know if you're a creative person, I think the the being locked indoors can be very inspiring. Yeah, Ashley Freeze, who you mentioned in your last um, podcast, uh, he did a lovely uh, comedy video. Yeah, which you now see on YouTube. Yes, uh, he's done a, he's done a few um, really yeah. good songs. Um, go so people have been actually very mm. creative, even though we've not been out. Everyone's been out and about doing it. Yeah, so Mitch Bender has been doing a few, and uh, he's yeah. got his mojo back, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's he's, yeah. Uh, he even got featured in the Daily Mail. Ooh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's so proud of that. Yeah, it was quite funny. They called him a genius. Okay, well, I know. Yeah, they got something right. Good for them. Once a decade. <laughs> oh, uh, talking of stopped clocks. Apparently, Piers Morgan has been saying things. <laughs> Does anybody listen anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Piers Morgan. I think you meant to it's me. It's a Piers Morgan and the Frog Farage. Nobody ever listens to that anymore, I don't think. Oh, is he? What else have I got? Oh, yeah, I've been on doing the three word review on Johnny Pearson's Feel Good Friday oh, show. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, good. Yeah, that's every Friday. He also does live stand up every Sunday and uh, Thursday, I think. It's always like people like, um. Yeah. Oh, the Sunday one was the new material one. Yeah, it's the Thursday night ones, which are. Joe, thinking about this is such a good opportunity. I should write a new set. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got all this time on my hands. I'm a bit unsure about the days. It's only because I'm usually busy because I've got the two jobs, so I have to watch it when I can, which is usually um, sort of bath time. Sorry, guys, I'm watching one in the bath. Scott Bennett. I've been watching Scott Bennett in the bath. <laughs> in his shed. In his shed, yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Every, that is every Thursday night, I know that much. Because um, that's when you have a bath. That's when I have a bath. That's <laughs> night. And weirdest of all, I, I got um, material news, Jack. Yes, it happened, it happened. BBC programme, used your sketch. It's the third time they've used my stuff. But this time they... This time they actually broadcast <laughs> they it. They actually broadcast it. And you made someone sing. Sing! Sing! Yeah, I believe it was Freya Parker. She was good. She was very good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like, it hasn't, it's been so long since I've spoken to you, Neil. <laughs> look at, look at the way I'm just going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you are having a bit of a pacing issue, aren't you, dear? Pacing, pacing. It's all lovely. It's all lovely. I'm afraid if I stop talking, I might actually run out of breath. Oh, I also have to apologise to everybody because I think lockdown's my fault. Is it? <laughs> How did you work that one out? Well, because in 2018, I broke my ankle and had to stay in the house for a long time. Yeah. 2019, I grew a massive tumour, had to have an operation and stay in the house for a long, long, long time. So 2020, I basically, I think I surreptitiously subconsciously caused the lockdown caused the world so pandemic I... just so you could stay in the house for a long 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 time see i can build you a cage 
We don't have to put the world through this anymore. I just put you put your little wooden box. You read that? Put holes in it so you can breathe. You put holes in a cage. <laughs> Cages yeah. tend to be mostly holes. That's right. <laughs> See, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> What's in the box? Apparently, it's me. <laughs> it's a badger. Yeah, you know, I might sound like a bit a bit nervous <laughs> my reaction to Neil there. We have spent a lot of the time watching YouTubes about serial killers. And cult suicides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a good cult. We're <laughs> being right with a good cult. Yeah, it's weird where your mind goes when you give it too much time, isn't it? Uh, I think I should be worried. <laughs> where, where, when you give your, give your brain lots of space, like like what most people are doing in lockdown, it's like, ooh, banana bread. <laughs> How can we poison banana bread? <laughs> My favourite poison is daffodil bulbs. Takes three days of agonising death and can hardly ever be cured. Lovely. Ooh. It's second for little spring onions. True fact. Yeah. <laughs> I was always getting kind of um, panicky when I was planting onions in the garden. So yeah. make sure we get rid of all the, the bulbs, of you know, the lily of the valley. <laughs> and our bluebells and stuff. Yeah, because we've turned the, um, uh, since, since the apocalypse is here, we've decided to turn the garden into an allotment, haven't we? Yeah, because... We've got five beds. I've basically given up my allotment because I didn't fancy leaving the house to get to it for a long, long time. Um, and, yeah, I also got a bit panicky thinking that we might run out of food at about now-ish. Do you know... To be fair, the world has not proved me wrong yet. <laughs> it hasn't. And the lock- they put lockdowns on the allotments where you weren't allowed to plant new new vegetables. Yeah, maintenance <laughs> only. So all the signs. So um, there's like a, a sign went up on the on the allotment where I normally go and there's like one that's nearby had the same wording on it. So the government must have said like you were you're allowed to come out for your mental health and well being to do some exercise, spend some time in the allotment. We we would say that you must do the minimum to maintain your plot, which is ridiculous. You've got a ten pole plot, which is huge, by the way, and far too much for for uh, uh, two of us. And you're not allowed to go on there, and spend on time on it, and stay fit. It's just honestly, it's it's ridiculous. It's like, there is going to be a world food shortage as well. There's going to be a world food sausage. <laughs> There's going to be a world food sausage. Just one big sausage made of the homeless. And it's going to be lovely. <laughs> Is it going to be a blue cheese sausage? Because we've got quite a lot of that. <laughs> we're getting through it. I'm loving it. <laughs> it's been a valiant attempt. That and the strange booze. We're getting through the strange booze. Thing is, I feel quite. I feel quite bad that because you're allergic to it, you can't have as much of the strange booze as you used to. I can't touch spirits anymore, can I? No. No, but we can make some elderflower wine. Yes, when the outer flowers are out, while we're bird watching, they're out. They're the outer flowers. Yeah, well, I've got well, a demi in the kitchen, ready. Oh, we're going to make some of that. We're going to make some cheddar valley cider, yes. aren't we? With Sam, and I'm going to get a wort cooler and make some beer with Sam, socially distanced. It'd be lovely. <laughs> yeah, I think that we'll eventually 
shift lockdown and stuff like that. I, I can't see it happening as much longer now. About a month, I think. Well, yeah, until there's a second yeah, peak. It will. Uh, because I'm not so sure it will, to be honest. But, yeah. It depends, depends. I mean, a lot of places are lived in theirs now, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Places that were sensible. <laughs> <laughs> that put it in place at, at the right time in the first place. Who knows? I mean, we might look, we might look back in about a month and, and think, I mean, heck, that was scary, wasn't it? And hopefully it will be easier. But um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be like a steady, really steady decline. Of population. Uh, of population. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to start. Sh- I shouldn't comment on these things. I know nothing. <laughs> Hello. I know nothing. I'm going to comment on it like, like the rest of the internet. <laughs> inject bleach, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't inject bleach, guys. Well, like a lot of people, at the towards the start of lockdown, Neil and I watched this film called Contagion. <laughs> I... I did that because I saw the trailers that Kate Winslet had put out saying, you should wash your hands. And uh, like a, a virologist taught me this, <laughs> which is her basically saying, watch Contagion, because, you know, I was, uh, I was in that film and it's available on Netflix now. It wasn't, it wasn't, but, you know, we all did, didn't we? It was very good. It's very good. Very because good. it's um, kind of like, I mean, apart from the, the fact that they had to make the disease extremely scary for it to be scary, everything else is very similar to how it's been going on. Yeah, Donald Trump is Alan. From the film. You'll have to explain that to anybody right. who hasn't watched okay, the film. Okay, so there's a, there's, a, there's a character called Alan who is a conspiracy theorist and who tells the world that as a special, like, a homeopathic medicine that will cure the sickness and he he says, like, we'll, we'll know tomorrow if I'm still alive because I've got the sweats right now, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm sick. And he takes this homeopathic medicine and then that causes a rush at the homeopathy dispensers. But he was doing it for money and it was a lie and he wasn't even sweaty. Yeah, because he's just a YouTuber. Yeah, there's a thing, he's like, with the... What is the stuff? Hydrochloroxacin? Yeah, that one. The one the WHO have just said, nah, don't use it, it's too dangerous. The lupus drug that yeah. Donald Trump said he's been taking. Um, basically, Donald Trump is Alan. But Alan is Jude Law. <laughs> and not the president of the world, uh, America. <laughs> That's Dominic Cummings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> president of the world. President of the world. Oh, Dominic Cummings. Apparently, he went in to have that word with Boris Johnson yesterday. Wearing, basically dressed like Ali G. <laughs> but he always dresses with a hoodie and, yeah, trainers. And he stuff, he wears he? the hat, even in this weather. <laughs> Not that he's just ashamed of his hair loss. <laughs> the fact that he looks like a stretchy Paul Daniels from Wizbit. <laughs> he looks like the Paul Daniels spitting image puppet. Neil is now kicking his slippers off. That's what that noise is. Is that being picked up on the mics? Yes! <laughs> What a fidget bum. People has been cut off. <laughs> oh dear, I'll cut something else off in a minute. <laughs> oh dear. It also, it's, well, we managed to sort of like, I thought this was in the shed. Is it? We're sitting next to this big tall thing. 
that was in the shed. <laughs> Why is it here? It's never what got is... to the to the shed yet. What is it? It's a mitosaur stand. Okay, the okay. mitosaur's in the shed. Yeah, it's just me and Neil and the mitosaur stand of his dreams. I miss my cat. <laughs> and it's got four legs. <laughs> and the sore kind of purrs. Where am I living with? <laughs> I'm not coping very well with lockdown at all. Oh. Most evenings I sit here blowing bubbles. Oh, yeah, that's it. We've, we've read, read a new game. It's called Bubble Tennis. I don't think we invented it. I think, I think kids have been playing bubble tennis since washing up liquid was invented. Well, I used to work for a publisher who, um, the boss of which said he invented underwater chess. Now, I'm not sure he did. <laughs> no. Basically, he played chess in a stupid manner and said, oh, look what I've invented. It's like the people who who invented polo and then they said it was in the water and then and people said, well, what happens to the horses? But they drown. I used to go drinking with the uh, country's number one underwater hockey team. They were good. They were a good laugh. Joe, you know I think I would prefer to play hockey underwater than the, the way that we had to play it at it's school. It's better for your shins, let's yeah. be honest. Well, at school, what they used to have to do was they made you play it in a netball skirt with bare legs. No, that's still the same. In winter. It's still the same in the water. On a field that had basically been tractor carved up, so all of the mud was in spiked ridges. So if you fell into it, you would definitely b- get bruised and bleed. Which was often. At school we did it with AstroTurf, which was, yeah, not that great for falling on either. First generation (laughs) AstroTurf. No wonder people get put off sports. Because sports in school is just awful. Yeah, basically. Another or netball. I was a netball reject. How did you get rejected from netball? Well, I think people people used to basically look at me at my height. Now, you might laugh, but I, I nearly represented the school in a high jump. I'm five foot one. Nearly. But yeah, I nearly managed to high, represent the high school, the school, and, uh, the high school and the high jump, uh, because I was better at getting over that line. I put my bag into it. Um, but yeah, when it came to netball, they would always choose the same two people to pick the teams, which I think was Dawn and Louise. There might have been Emma and Louise. And then they would always pick the same people first. And then get to the get to the bottom, there'd be me, the epileptic and the fat girl. <laughs> and they get chosen before me. Well, you know how you say you're not dyspraxic, right? You are. I think that's got a lot to do with it. But it means that when you play netball, there's basically only three positions on a netball team that do anything. The rest of you just stand around. <laughs> do you know? I'm such, and watch I'm the such three a bloke. People I do... have no idea how many members there are on a netball team. Is no, it five. Seven? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's just those three. Just the three. The ones, the ones with G D, G A, and C on their on their tabards. Centre, goal attack, goal defence. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and basically, what you do is you start the game, and then you watch the action happen between those three. 
for like 90 minutes or however long it was. Who knows how long a, a netball match is supposed to last because it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then once the school took us to a real uh, netball match, uh, um, which was the England team, like yeah. having a practice before the Olympics. And I was amazed to see that the other people moved. <laughs> it's a very quick game, isn't it, actually, when played properly? Yeah, and then I bought a bookmark because I was impressed. <laughs> it's probably upstairs somewhere. I got a leather bookmark with the with netball team on it. <laughs> Yay! Oh, good grief. And apart from that, it's in a lot of porn. <laughs> Sorry, what? what? Yeah, you know the porn, the porn things where it's the netball teams? <laughs> No! Okay, just me then. <laughs> so I've got a new hobby anyway. Would you like to hear about my new hobby? <laughs> Netball porn. No! So, um, right, so I've got a new hobby, which is bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> I set them up, you knock them out of the park. So, yeah, my new hobby is bird watching. Uh, I've been trying to. I've seen a, I've seen a, a little egret. This week, a kite, two kites, and a kestrel. And today we see some reed warblers and possibly a garden warbler as well. But it could have been a juvenile robin. It was very lovely. And, and last week we saw a kingfisher. A kingfisher. I saw a kingfisher yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, our new game is Spotter, Spotter, Spotting. <laughs> we are the spotters. <laughs> Spotting spotters. Spotting spotters. And if you see a spotter... The man have... with the camera and the anorak. Yeah. And the Is he a bird spotter? Or a train spotter? Bird spotter or train spotter? You decide. Or just a bird. <laughs> Hanging around in the bushes, watching people go past. Because in that case, if he's spying on us, he could be a spotter, 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 spotter. <laughs> I'm watching you, watching me, watching them. <laughs> I mean, our country reserve, our wildlife reserve, is next to a, a train line. So that's why there is a crossover there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's all been very good, hasn't it? Yeah, it's also camouflage or hive is. <laughs> What is Dominic Cummings wearing today? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Do you know what? This has been going on long enough now. <laughs> Shall we stop this podcast? Oh, we need to say what's been aspirational this week. What's been aspirational? Uh, well, been out a lot more often, haven't we? Yeah. Um, um, many days, so. Uh, you're allowed to go places now. Yes, you can have unlimited exercise. So, bad news, Neil. <laughs> you can have some exercise. I think my inspiration... you don't want. ...is by the end of the month to, to um, turn these virtual pubs we've been going to, like the Winchester, because we've been going to the Winchester. Oh, yeah, and I've And I actually uh, meet some of these people in person. I think I'm going to be um, uh, aspiring to actually going around to our more distant friends and actually doing some visiting, which I never do. Oh, yeah, and standing outside the house and going, hello, we're here. We haven't had a pee anywhere. Can we go in your garden? Or your toilet, you weirdo. No, 
you can't go in people's houses. <laughs> oh, I got a friend who did some who who went social distance visiting to somebody to take essential supplies, and because they didn't know there's going to be any toilets in the way, uh, they took their own compost toilet in a bucket in some sawdust. This is a very clever idea. Yes. <laughs> but you don't, you don't... Some people just can't go in the bushes. I've never heard a bush complain. No, they're usually too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's another political comment. <laughs> well, well, this has been different. <laughs> We kind of got it okay in the middle, but we were a bit random this time, weren't we? Yeah. It's all very good. Do you know what? We're not... Oh, well, oh, well, I'm going to add, you know, the music on this, but let's just say, this is this is podcast is good to go. Well, I think I have trouble <laughs> editing it because we've been in and out of subjects, jumping all over, rather than a subject to the next subject to the subject after. We've been jumping up and down like absolute flea bags. And that's alcohol. Is, that's alcohol. So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, if you would like, tell us what you have been doing during lockdown that's aspirational. How about a aspirational poetry you've been reading? Ooh, yeah. Success. Um, oh, it's upstairs. Yeah. Our, our friend has written a book of poems. His name's Ben North. He's written a book called 33 Poems. Very good. Now, I do not Very like good. poetry in general as a whole, but these are really, you know, it's not like beaker poetry where someone is just going about themselves and just going, me, 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 me. It's actually properly gritty and it is, you know, I, I've really, really enjoyed it and bloody funny. A good humour in there as well. And just, yeah, it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah, heavy recommendation for that, which I think yeah. you can find, is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Oh, we, we, we should mention as well that um, uh, our friend Ben is, is actually, yeah, no, it's on the cover of the book. <laughs> um, well, you'll see it on the cover of the book. How, go and have a look at it. <laughs> it's very, very good. I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So thank you for joining us and join us next week for more of this. We Whatever might pre-script some stuff next week. You never know. No? <laughs> okay, bye! Bye! You've been listening to The Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies with Donna Scott. Theme music was It Looks Like the Future But It Feels Like the Past by Dr Turtle.